third time's a charm He shook himself awake and took a shot in the arm Well, lunchbox, he got a little long in the tooth But they need that southern block So the DNC did what they do And old Joe came out on top Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, where's he going? He don't know. Can he get himself together come November? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women created by the goat. You know, you know the thing. Sleepy Joe, he can't remember. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Sunday Punch Pod. Here again with Aiden Grogan. We're uh, we're gonna be talking about. I'm I'm not gonna do the Friday night intro. By the way, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna actually have us fade in on a song. So, if you have any requests for songs, Aiden, I mean, I can put one in. I mean, you don't have to do it right on the spot right here, but I'm just just letting you know that we're getting right into things today. There's a good song called "Ode to Joe Biden." If you can find it, okay. Okay, is that one of those that I'll have to like get on YouTube and then like get the link and then download the MP3, like pirate it? That's where I found it. I found it on YouTube, so I don't know if you want to go through all that effort. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, with that being said, I did not know our fans were were this loyal because we were talking about the Georgia Guidestones and and mere weeks later blown up bomb attached to the georgia guidestones but for those that didn't see that episode the georgia guidestones aiden you want to give the background or, or should i just read my my one paragraph that i had written down we can both get into our background of the georgia guidestones because the 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 narrative that the media has put out the past few days is quite different from what the georgia guidestones actually are so if you okay. if you read the media this week, they keep saying that this guy named Robert Christian uh, put up yeah. the Georgia Guidestones. But let's stop there. Let's stop there. Okay. Because I thought that was kind of funny. Obviously, that's a pseudonym. A and pseudonym, I'm just... not a pseudonym. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> that means Am there's I... a that means there's a hidden anagram on. The oh, Georgia that's in the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, because it says. R.C. Christian, a pseudonym, not pseudonym. Oh. And it's all, it's all been covered. Right. <laughs> but I'm picturing this guy. He's going in, right? He's buying 1980, I believe, 1979. A guy walks in to some sort of uh, – I always like to picture a Home Depot. But <laughs> I know nice. that's not the case. <laughs> and he doesn't want anyone to know that he's buying these – giant slabs so this is what i you know picture him like oh and uh, we need your name for delivery and he literally the first thing he thought of was just like uh robert um c christian <laughs> nothing these people do is spontaneous those who are familiar with the rosicrucian order know that the initial was r c rosy cross christian r c christian that's what it stands for. Now, maybe he used the ro- the name Robert Christian to okay. order them. 
he wasn't going to use the name Christian Rosencruz, the founder of the order. So he probably just found a name that will work for RC and what better than Robert Christian. So, right, so describe that Rosie cross thing. I don't think, I don't know what that, I, we may have covered it, but as you know, my, my attention span is, mm. uh, is waning yeah. in the, yeah. in the later years of my life. Yeah. So to which put I it, consider 32, the later years of my yeah. life. To, to put it simply, the Georgia Guidestones were erected by some combination of the Rosicrucians and the Freemasons. It's dead obvious. If you know the history and the symbolism of these secret societies, it is basically irrefutable that they erected the Georgia Guidestones. So the Rosicrucian Order was a very mysterious secret society that uh, kind of appeared in Europe in the 17th century. And they claimed to be Christians, but according to uh, definitive Masonic scholars like Manley P. Hall, whose uh, works I've quoted on past podcasts, he said that they were actually Platonists. So they believed in the philosophy of Plato and the ancient mysteries. And their goals were to abolish all forms of monarchical governments in Europe and substitute their uh, in their place uh, the leadership of the philosophic elect. So like in Plato's Republic, you'd have these genius, wise philosophers who are just going to run society. They're going to be sort of above everyone else, like the all-seeing eye on top of the pyramid, ruling society as they see fit. And the consistent goal of all these secret societies, as I've mentioned, whether it's the Pythagoreans, the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati, um, the Bilderberg group, is to bring all inhabitants of the earth under one system is to create this Masonic universal brotherhood, a new tower of Babel that encompasses all nations, all races, all languages. Okay. And and so that's what the Georgia Guidestones say, unite humanity under one language, have a world court, and then. No, no more than 500 million people. No more than okay. 500, no more than 500 And it says to guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So presumably, like in Plato's Republic, the wise men, the philosopher kings, are going to decide who gets to reproduce. That's what that that's what that bullet point I, I like to call them bullet points on the Georgia Guide Sense. That's what that bullet point means. Yeah, I see them uh, more harshly as commandments. Okay. <laughs> than, I thought of it more of like an than, agenda, you know, to a meeting. You uh, know? Uh, yeah, no, it's not just like jotting down little notes. These are like these are like pillar stones literally written <laughs> in stone saying, Here are my commandments to the human race. Right. And this was in nineteen eighty. Yeah. And okay. symbolically- but, the, but this is a, this is a, the people that made the guidestones ju- believed in everything that you just talked about. Yeah, because I've studied all these secret societies and they're all striving for the exact same thing. Their symbolism is all over on the Georgia guidestones. They erected them symbolically on March 22nd, 1980. And 322 refers to Genesis 322, which is about the tree of life, giving man immortality. 322 is the numerical motto of the Skull and Bones Society at Yale University. Also, the Georgia Guidestones were erected in the middle of nowhere, but right near the 33rd parallel, which is the highest degree of Freemasonry. Nothing okay, is so that's that the location because I've been watching the news and they're like, well, why would some like um, liberal globalist erect it in Georgia? Exactly, because it's the 33rd parallel. And then they all laugh. So, okay, describe the 33rd parallel. So there's a lot of uh, significant uh, 
locations on the 33rd parallel uh, in the United States. Dallas, Texas is right by the 33rd parallel. Uh, Charleston, uh, South Carolina is right by the 33rd parallel. And that is the site of the biggest Scottish Rite Masonic Lodge in the United States, right on the 33rd parallel. Also, 33rd parallel is the site of Cape Canaveral, from which Apollo 11 was launched. So what is the significance of the 33rd parallel? Did I miss that? That's that I know that all these places are near there, but like, that's, what is that? The 33 is the highest degree in Freemasonry. So you oh, okay. enter as a first degree initiate, you go up to second and third, but it goes all the way up to 33. Very so few get there's, to the top. there's level. It's like Scientology in a way. Yeah, it is. Sci- in fact, Scientology was probably influenced by the Masons. Which was influenced by Farmville. Huh? You know, you get you get, you know, a little badge for doing one thing and then, oh, you get you grew corn in your virtual space. And now you get the next badge and very few make it to the end, which I believe is the 33rd. Yeah, well, it's a secret society within the secret society. That's how every secret society operates. They all have this same organizational model where there's rings within rings Mm -hmm. and very few get to the top. Right. Okay. So you get, you're on the 33rd parallel. You have these slabs that are obviously been posted there by a Looney Tune. And they each feature these messages talking about globalism. Okay. So you're, you're in support of, of the bombing of the, wait a second. Wait a second. Aiden, where were you? I, cause I, you weren't available for a podcast last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were out of town. Right. So where were you? Uh, I I need the alibi now of, because I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure your background, you might have some bomb making in your background. Let's mm -hmm. put it out there. Who knows? I could have bought bombs at the Home Depot after all, the same place that the Georgia Guidestones were bought. And and you could have been like, my name? Um, Robert C. (laughs) Christian. And they're like, oh, did you come in here? Yeah. Yeah, Now we want to take them down. Yeah, <laughs> we got that. Uh, we, we decided against all those, yeah. those bullet points. Yeah, Joe we Biden, think it's six. We think it's yeah. six hundred million now. Joe Biden ruined it all. The people aren't on board with it anymore. Right, oh, but you were you were in New York. Correct? I was in New York visiting right. some other okay. globalist sites, such as the Ford Foundation, which did not select me for an interview. I'm just picturing you outside of the Ford Foundation yelling, you bastards. I, I have a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Send it over. OK, so you're but oh, wow. If you now if you zoom in, you could probably see someone with binoculars behind you. No. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I visited okay. all the globalist sites. I visited the U.N. I visited the Council on Foreign Relations, visited Rockefeller Center. Now, why would you say the U.N. is a globalist? Uh globalist site <laughs> do i even need to explain it's a joke it's okay. a joke um okay so so you were in the, you're you were happy when you saw this news yeah i thought it was uh i thought it was symbolic no okay. no they're not harming anyone no one's there it's in the middle of nowhere and here's my thing robert c christian this is the the story he said he wanted these built to be able to survive a natural disaster. Perhaps. I read that somewhere. And then it was like, 
So someone can just make a home bomb and <laughs> destroy it and like yeah. Hey. Well, right. That's why that's. Uh, I'd say that's not accurate. Maybe that was just the excuse he gave at the Home Depot, trying to explain <laughs> to the uh, to the to the uh, minimum wage workers at the Home Depot in their <laughs> in their aprons. But um, no, I I think these are these are uh, the ten. I want a refund. Yeah. <laughs> what if he went back? That's it. I want a refund, buddy. Uh, I still I have my receipt. I, I don't think the priesthood needs a refund. I think they've got all the money they need. But uh, but you know, if it was supposed to survive an apocalypse, why would they have to put a hidden message in an anagram that spells out untarnished conspiracy? Because R.C. Christian, a pseudonym, not pseudonym, can be rearranged, and it literally spells out untarnished conspiracy. And if anyone watching me doesn't believe that, write out R.C. Christian, A, pseudonym, with N instead of M, and then cross out all the letters as you put untarnished conspiracy, and you will find that I am not lying. Do that at home. Uh, Matt Wolf uh, commented, Adam, I'm headed to Supreme Court Gala. Can I borrow you your My Body, My Choice shirt? <laughs> you know, back back to the abortion thing. I watched a very – yes, you can, by the way. Yes, you can. Because I have like 15 of this. Um, I was watching an interesting documentary called uh, uh, 12th in Delaware. It's on HBO. And it was about – it was awesome, actually. It was about a abortion clinic on one side of the street and then an anti-abortion place that's located directly next to it. And so people, the whole business model is people get confused and go to the, the other place. And they're <laughs> like, the, you know, we're going to do an ultrasound. Here's your baby, you know, guilting them into trying to keep the babies. And they're like, wait, I thought I was getting an abortion today. And they're like, oh, no, that's across the street. That was like after like two hours, they reveal that. Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting documentary because they half of the documentary is focusing on the negatives of abortion. And then they go across the street and they're interviewing those people and they're talking about, you know, the woman can be in uh, difficult uh, health scenarios herself. And we have to do an abortion to be able to save her and possibly both, basically, Um, because if she didn't get the abortion, then the baby would die. She would die. And so I thought it was very interesting on both sides. And then at the end, I thought, huh, this is a complicated subject. <laughs> and that, that was my thought. Now, people want to make it out to be that it's very like black and white. But I think, I think we could all make some progress if we were just like, huh, that's, that's a kind of complicated subject. All right, about my day. Any any issue is is obviously complicated, but one thing I'll just say about abortion is the instances of uh, the woman possibly dying in pregnancy from giving birth is extremely rare, as are pregnancies as a result of rape. So they always throw out saying, well, what if the woman was raped or what if her life is in jeopardy? Then what do we do? Well, those are extremely rare. Most abortions are just done for economic reasons or because someone got pregnant uh, through a a casual hookup for something and they don't want to take responsibility for it. So they have an abortion. Yeah. On the documentary, that was most of them. (laughs) 
Right. But, but they, you know, I don't know. They were getting in there, like, within – I don't want it to go – I we have a lot to cover today. Yeah. But, but they, you know, they were doing some underhanded stuff on the on the other side. Well, tricking people into coming into the clinic when it was mm-hmm. the abortion clinic. But also, they had this whole chart of babies, and there was, like, six weeks, and it, like, had a face. And I was like, wait a second. Is that true? And then I asked some doctor friends, and they're like, no, no. It doesn't look like that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, that's a little underhanded on their side, too. Anyway, moving on, because we have another comment, and I want to get into it. January 6th was an obvious setup. Believe what you want, but that's the truth. So we, we uh, have to get into this. Yeah, I like what this well, guy's what saying. Is, what does that mean, that is an obvious setup? On which side, guacamole kid? <laughs> I can answer for guacamole kid. He's meaning that it was a honeypot, meaning that the intel agencies had plants within the rally who were agent provocateurs who were going to instigate people to go into the Capitol so that the national security apparatus could come down on Trump and his movement and say that they are violent terrorists, insurrectionists who are trying to overthrow the U.S. government and halt the democratic process and then round people up and throw them in prison, which they've been doing. So, okay, so your premise is, and this has been proven, they send uh, in provocateurs to yeah, giant rallies. Well, they well, do they, this on both sides. The, yeah, the New York Times has even admitted that there were agent provocateurs in there, that there were FBI informants in the crowd. Then you had, uh, for instance, the guy Ray Epps walking around with the Trump hat and like the military gear, getting up in people's faces saying, listen, we got to go into the Capitol. He was very specific. He's like, we need to go in to the Capitol. And then there was one video where he started saying that and everyone just started chanting, fed, fed, fed. So people knew that there was something going on. And the, the whole thing is is propaganda by the Can mainstream. you find that video? Yeah, you can find that video anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and so you have all these these unindicted co-conspirators from January 6th. Some of the most violent people have not been named by the FBI. These, these people have not been indicted, whereas other people who may have simply just walked in just to see the inside of the Capitol and were cooperative with the police are sitting in solitary confinement. Now, I would like to say proven fact that on both sides so like even when uh the left is protesting the right will send in provocateurs so when the right is protesting they'll send in provocateurs that is a proven fact i'm that sure but definitely if it, happens if it's a political rally in a campaign that's a much different story than the u.s government doing it and having people thrown in prison for it and saying that this whole political movement tried to overthrow the United States government. That's a bit different. Mm-hmm. You don't believe that they were going in there to... Listen, if... if to overturn if, the election. No, if, if, if the Trump supporters of this country, if, if the, the, the right-wing patriotic militia types wanted to overthrow the United States government or seize control of Washington, D.C., they would be armed with lots of guns, lots of firepower, explosives, 
and they would go in guns blazing. They would not go in with their fists. Right. Okay, so this gets into Trump's uh, um, role, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he, he uh, do you think he, so the whole hearing that's going on right now is that he directed them to go to, to try and take over? No, he did not. He said in his speech beforehand that we're going to go over, we're going to walk, walk down Pennsylvania Avenue, we're going to go to the Capitol, and we're going to peacefully make our voices heard. That's pretty much exactly what he said. He did not provoke anyone to get in there and behave violently. Didn't he say, give them hell? That's, that's standard Trump language. Give them hell. <laughs> that can mean anything. That does not mean try to overthrow the United States government. That's just a political, that's just a firebrand term. Give them hell. Go out and win. So, no, I agree. I mean, come on. Stop it. Like, people have their own thoughts and processes, and I don't think Donald Trump can make anyone take over the Capitol. But um, what I will say is that oh, I had a good point of Oh, it's been brought to light that, okay, so this is another proven fact, New York Times, the fake New York Times, nobody believes them. But they said um, it's been brought to light that Congress had intelligence days before January 6th that there would be violence and Mm -hmm. that the Democratic Party leadership did not take measures to prepare capital security for violence, meaning they wanted it to happen. Yeah, that's always the narrative, just like after 9-11. Oh, they had the intel, but they just didn't do anything about it. And this is all this was all kicked off by Trump uh, going into the conspiracy angle of voter fraud. I mean, this is all kicked off by that. So he he does a press conference and I was up that night. Trump does a press conference when he's up. Right. And we're going into the when when normal people fall asleep, not not the night owls like myself, but <laughs> when normal people fall asleep, he does a press conference because he knows the votes are going to be still counted. And he preemptively says, well, I've won. Clear as day. Mm-hmm. And if something else is going on here, I don't know. But I've he, he says he's said he won. And that's like a a big deal in political circles of don't do that until you've actually won. Yeah. Well, that was, that was obviously strategic because they knew at that point that there was going to be widespread voter fraud. He knew it was going to drag on for days. So his call was probably got to get out there and declare victory right now before the shit hits the fan. And that's exactly what happened. Here's the thing. Former Trump campaign manager, uh, how do you say his name? Bill Step Stepian? Bill Stepin? In tape testimony, said uh, the recommendation was uh, to say that the votes were still being counted. It's too early to tell. It's too early to call the race. And then he actually couldn't be there. He was having a child. And so then Trump goes out and says what he says. Because Rudy Giuliani was pushing for an aggressive posture, saying, you got to say we want it. They're stealing it from us. And anyone who doesn't agree with this position is being weak. Uh, He also said Giuliani looked drunk at the time. (laughs) Which is what Rudy Giuliani looks like most of the time. Sure, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't 
it doesn't uh, disprove the fact that there was widespread voter fraud. We know that was the case. There's countless videos. Maybe they're not on Twitter anymore, but they were being posted the few days after the election. Uh, the, the, the video that I remember most was it was four in the morning outside of a polling station and a big van pulls up and a guy gets out, pulls a wagon full of merchandise out of the back and wheels it into the polling station. <laughs> the polling station's not open at that time. Why is he bringing a big van of merchandise in? Then I remember there's a video of this guy counting votes and then he looks at a vote, shakes his head, gets pissed off, crumbles it up and throws it to the side. No, we don't know whether that was a Trump or a Biden vote, or maybe sure, some, sure. some idiot filled yeah. it out wrong. And then, and then there were the instances of the the Trump uh, ballot counting watchers, whatever they call them, trying to get into the polling station, and then they kicked them out, and then they closed the blinds. Why? Why can't they be in there watching them count the votes? Here's my thing, though. Okay, wait. Matt Wolf. Okay, this is a ridiculous statement. I have to put it up. There was no voter fraud. Okay. No voter fraud. Just none at all. There's never any voter There's fraud. There's <laughs> always voter fraud, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's on both sides. And I will say, if, if something can be influenced by powerful people, it will be influenced. So I don't want to say, oh, you know, the right or the left doesn't influence or, or promote voter fraud. This has been going on forever. There's always been voter fraud. Yeah. If you can, if if you have the chance, and Donald Trump would do the exact same thing. If you have the chance to, I mean, these are to me, politicians are all Satanists. So if you have a chance to destroy votes, you're going to do it. I mean, you're just going to do it. No one is sitting anywhere at that high of a position making moral calls anymore you have to be a psychopath to become president yeah no one's like wait a second guys you think barack obama was like wait a second guys this isn't the right thing to do no he blew up an entire wedding party that had no <laughs> terrorists there he murdered an entire wedding party so to think that barack obama donald trump joe biden these are all psychopaths. So there's no voter fraud. That's insane. Obviously, there's voter fraud. It's just who gets caught at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, here, here's the, the, the basic illogic of the 2020 election. Donald Trump got millions of more votes than he did in 2016. I can't remember the exact amount. 10 million, perhaps 12 million. That many more votes. And he still lost. How right. does that how does that happen? How do you get that many more votes than the previous election? Which well, won? well, can I say one thing which I think was a flaw of his was I think there's that many more votes because now they they made voting so much easier with the direct mail with COVID. Yeah, perhaps, but who's voting? <laughs> well, that's my other thing. It's like idiots. Well, an, no, an idiot I, that wouldn't have voted because it's too hard to figure it out shouldn't be voting, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there should be uh, a basic test in order to vote, I think. But what's your theory? Okay, so there's millions more for Trump in this go around. 
and and Biden even gets even more than that. So you, you're saying that those were made up? Not really. I, w- I wouldn't. I would see the the issue with the 2020 election, and this is why nothing could be done, is because you you can't a hundred percent prove that the extent of the voter fraud influenced the outcome of the election. And and even if you even if there were more substantial proof, what could have been done about it? Well, we we're going to have another election. So there's the, this is the issue with democracy is when when the system is apparently rigged, you can't even do anything about it. You just have to act, you just have to act like it, it's all working fine. We'll get them next time. Well, to say we shouldn't look into it is an insane thought to me because it's like, well, why shouldn't we look into it? We should look into everything. Well, that's 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 the other thing that makes it suspicious is the fact that the establishment came down so hard on the claims of voter fraud, even though in 2016, Hillary Clinton was claiming that the election was illegitimate. The media and the intelligence agencies and college professors in Hollywood were saying for several years that the Russians rigged the 2016 election to get Donald Trump in and that it was an illegitimate election. Okay, so why is it that when the right says the election was illegitimate that we can't have an investigation? They got there. Well, that's that's the funny part here is because Matt Wolf, there's no voter fraud. I guarantee you, I guarantee, I would bet my entire life on this. If Donald Trump won and they had videos, the same videos where you don't know what's going into a building, this guy is shaking his head, they would just place that guy in that video. They'd be like, well, that was in conservative uh, Florida, <laughs> you know, yep. um, I guarantee you the Matt Wolfs of the world would say, what do you mean? There's voter fraud because they've been brainwashed. Yeah, right. There's always, just get it through your mind, there's always voter fraud. Yeah, people who aren't idiots and don't eat up the propaganda about democracy being this wonderful thing that always works so properly and everyone just puts in their little cutesy vote and there's no corruption out there. There's no shady people who are willing to lie and cheat and scam the system. Uh yeah, it's like it's it's not that hard to picture what happened on election night. So, for instance, that van that pulls up and the guy gets out with the wagon. I, when I saw that, I, I knew exactly what that was. That was someone in the DNC who called some dirt bag with no life who just smokes weed all day and doesn't even have a job and says, listen. On election night, you have to be up very, very late. And if you get a call at about three in the morning, you're going to drive to this warehouse, pick up the merchandise, and then you're going to drive it to the polling station. You're going to wheel it in, and then you're going to get your $10,000. And if you tell anyone about this, bad things are going to happen. It's as simple as that. And you think there's not people out there who are willing to do things like that? Of course there are. Oh, yeah. I would would just like to say... It happens, okay? Like, the mob existed, so... And still does. It still yeah. does. So, people will pay and threaten violence forever. From yeah. here until forever. So, just well, let's have that be the foundation. All right, let's take a... Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back with um, some of the problematic conspiracy theories that Trump has uh, promoted. 
60 iterations off the central finite curve, there's a Rick that works more with wood than polarity plating. His name is Simple Rick, but he's no dummy. He realized long ago that the greatest thing he'd ever create was his daughter. I love Daddy! We captured that moment. We run it on a loop through Simple Rick's mind. And the chemical that makes his brain secrete goes into every Simple Rick's Simple Wafer's Wafer Cookie. Come home to the impossible flavor of your own completion. Come home to Simple Rick. Thank you, Simple Rick. Okay, so here's the problem with... Um with Trump and promoting the voter fraud, it's because he's promoted pretty much every conspiracy theory of all time for as long as he's been in the running. And I'll even go prior to when he ran uh, for president. So for him to then go from all of the conspiracies to then this new one, it's like, that's why people are like, well, come on, dude, you've promoted everything that's been a conspiracy from the beginning. So, I think if he hadn't, you know, if anyone else would have brought up voter fraud, then people would be more open to, you know, the system. By the way, brand new system that was put in place, and you don't think there's going to be any problems. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, those uh, those voting machines. But, but yeah, the, I, I agree to some extent. I don't, I don't think Trump is as big of a conspiracy theory pusher as the media claims, but he's got a big mouth and he rambles on and on about stuff and he's not a good speaker so uh he's not a very factual speaker so he gets things wrong probably often uh the issue is that he's a sore loser he's always been a sore loser all he would talk about for years is how much he likes to win and and how he never loses so of course if he's gonna lose an election he's gonna put up a big stink about it uh, but the fact is, there obviously was voter fraud, uh, plenty of voter fraud that should have warranted an official investigation, just like the Democrats and the libtards got their uh, two-year Russia investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the establishment had to close the case right away, which just seems to indicate that there's something to hide. Right. It didn't really go on as long as the Russia thing did. Okay, so look, let's go. Let's still play a little game of true, true or false, because these are all what the media would claim are conspiracy theories of uh, what Trump has said in the prior years. So you, you stop me whenever you want. <clears throat> All right. Trump claimed Biden had members of SEAL Team 6 killed to cover up uh, the failed ass- assassination of Osama bin Laden in 2011. Okay. I don't know uh, if that <laughs> – I wouldn't say that was Biden because Biden doesn't even know that he exists. Uh, right. It's arguable that he didn't know that he exists in 2011 either. But when that when that SEAL Team Six helicopter randomly blew up after the Bin Laden raid, it was pretty suspicious. I'm not. Right. I don't know what could have happened, but I'm just saying it was pretty suspicious that that happened. Okay, false birther conspiracy: Obama not born in the United States of America. Uh, I always thought that that issue was just stupid. I don't. I don't care where Obama was born. I'm not, I'm no longer this diehard constitutionalist American patriot who is going to go rant on and on and on about where someone was born. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Obama was born outside the U S but I just don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't either. Cause back in the day, I wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to run for president and, uh, and he couldn't Ted Cruz's father, uh, and the JFK assassination. Now his father was with Lee Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald being, you know, 
shot. Uh, Trump said, I mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. What? What is this? What is it? People should look into it. <laughs> I. What's wrong with saying people should look into it? It is a little suspicious. I would agree with Trump on that because I've heard about that and it does seem kind of shady. So I don't think he was making any serious accusation. He was just saying, what is this? You should look into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't. Okay. It's, he was, that was at the height of the primaries when, when Cruz and Trump were like head to head. Yeah, we were going at it. Okay, yeah. Trump cast suspicion on Biden, saying he's controlled by, quote unquote, people that you've never heard of, people that are in the dark shadows. The interviewer says, what does that mean? That sounds like a conspiracy theory. Dark shadows. What is that? Trump, Trump responds by saying, people you have not heard of controlling the streets. He then told a story about a plane that was almost completely loaded with thugs wearing dark uniforms, black uniforms with gear. And uh, later said that they were on a plane to do big damage. So is Biden sounds, controlled by the dark shadows? Uh, that sounds quite similar to what uh, Woodrow Wilson said in his book, The New Freedom. He said, since since I entered politics, I have chiefly had men's views confided to me privately. So he's, you know, hmm. the shadowy hmm. people. Then he says, some of the biggest men in America in the fields of commerce and manufacture are afraid of something. It says they know there is a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so complete, so pervasive that they dare not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. Okay. So what's a better way of saying, you yeah, know, Trump wasn't as eloquent. That was, that was because nice. Trump's not eloquent. But that's what Woodrow Wilson wrote, which is saying that there is a serious power that reigns over government. There's there's people that you, you don't really see that are kind of pulling the strings. And mm -hmm. even with the Obama administration, uh, again, with the cutesy democracy stuff, everyone thinks that the, the president elect picks his cabinet. Yet he his campaign manager uh, or no, it wasn't. Well, whatever. His friend, John Podesta received an email from Michael Froman, the then CEO of Citibank, who said, basically, here's your cabinet. Right. And all those recommendations ended up in the Obama cabinet. So. It's controlled they, by the, that's the are, dark shadow guy. That is that's the Citibank dark shadow. Citibank is the yeah. dark shadow guy. Wall well, Street, but we've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trump's or, whole or, thing is we've or, never heard of it. Or uh, remember uh, uh, Chuck Schumer. When Trump was president, crying Chuck, <laughs> little cry, cry baby Chuck. Yeah. Chuck was on uh, Rachel Maddow's show on MSNBC, and this is when Trump was rallying against the intel community for the Russia stuff. And and uh, Chuck suddenly got really dark, and he said, "If you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you." That's scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. There are shadowy forces. That's the deep state that he's talking about. Right. And that, and I would agree. Everyone likes to roll their eyes. Like, why couldn't that exist? Like, yeah. Why, I don't understand why you think that we live in uh, Candyland and everything's made <laughs> of lollipops and gumballs. I, I like that one. You should, you should use that more. I'm stealing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one. Supreme Court Justice uh, Antonio Sc I always mispronounce his name. Scalia, there we go. Sorry, Antonio Scalia was murdered by they say the Bohemian uh, Grove. Well, they say <laughs> they found a pillow on his face, and and Trump said 
you know, they said they found a pillow in his face. Pretty unusual place to find a pillow. Yeah, that was a long time ago, but I remember hearing that he was around Bohemian Grove regular attendees when he died. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. True or false? The game is true or false. Well, I see, I don't see some of these. It's like there's there's <laughs> need to lock you into a true or false. I'm, I'm open to all of this being true because we do live in a, a mysterious society. But I, 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 I won't, I won't be like Snopes fact checkers where they just say false <laughs> or something will be true, totally true. And then they'll say partly false because, because it'll be, oh, yeah, yeah I always be, like when they do that. Yeah. It'll be a claim like, like, okay, say Joe Biden wipes his ass with a certain brand of toilet paper. A mysterious, obscure brand of toilet paper. Dark shadow toilet paper. Dark shadow toilet paper. And then Donald Trump would say, he wipes his ass with this weird light shadow toilet paper. And Snopes.com would say, mostly false. He wipes his ass with dark shadow toilet paper. But he does wipe his ass. All right. So I think he just craps his pants. Okay. So on the fence with that one, we should look into it. Vince Foster... Vince Foster, who had worked uh, with Clinton as a lawyer in Arkansas, uh, was found dead. Killed by the DNC. In a North Virginia park in 1993. Before his death, he had told his sister he was depressed and seeking help. He was killed. He was found dead. He was killed. Now, why was he killed? Because he was very likely the guy who leaked the DNC emails to WikiLeaks. Oh, okay. And when uh, Assange, Julian Assange, was interviewed, he was asked, was Seth Rich his source? And he wouldn't Mm. deny it. But then when they would ask him if Russia was his source, he'd say, no, Russia is not our source. But then he wouldn't deny that Seth Rich was the source. So you are uh, Clinton, hashtag Clinton body count. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Hillary even even, even the comedian Norm Macdonald believed that because he went on The View and they brought in the 90s and they brought up Bill Clinton. He's like, yeah, you know, he killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch Bill. That. You think Bill? I always thought Hillary was the, the both. murderer. Well, the I'd say, well, they're both evil. I was going to say Hillary's more evil. But then again, Bill flew on the Lolita. Ex- mm. Bill flew on the Lolita Express. Many so here's the, th- here's the thing with Bill Clinton. Let's really get into it. Why is he still on my master class teaching leadership? Like he's been caught going on a pedophile. Like if he was on R. Kelly's plane, you'd never hear about this guy again because he'd be canceled so fast. <laughs> right. But for some reason, he can fly on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. What, how many times? Do you know? Around? Estimate? Uh, 17, 18. I don't okay. remember. 40. <laughs> more than it was more than a dozen yeah more than a a baker's dozen let's round it off um and and nothing's happened to him Mm -hmm. no one cares yeah is he just too old that everyone's like i'll let him be no because bill gates was on the lolita express too no one's doing anything bill gates was on no he wasn't yes he was Bill gates was on jeffrey epstein's plane oh yes he was friends with jeffrey epstein he met with jeffrey epstein Here's the, here's the problem. Just being on the plane, I don't think makes you guilty. 
like if like we like if so one of our friends got caught being a pedophile would that automatically make us pedophiles because we hung out with him a lot there's there's a uh, an instance in local politics down here going on just like that and the guy's facing all the same accusations because he's essentially covering up for a pedophile you know he's friends with well, who's him. that the guy Sean Morrison, one of the Cook County uh, commissioners, uh, and he's just associated with him. So now that means he. It's not I'll like tell a- you what. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of my friends where if they were on that plane like 16 times, I would still need video proof. I'd be like, you know what? I get he was on the plane. He went to the island. If you don't have a picture, I'm going to defend but, my friends. But friend. the island is for. Sex trafficking. The plane is for sex trafficking. Well, it had a beach, too. <laughs> there was sand. Maybe they just like to, you know, relax. You know, if you're if you're someone who just works a middle-class job and you, okay, you maybe hang out with someone who later ends up being a pedophile, it, it's less concerning than when it's a billionaire going on this super shady private jet to the super shady island right. in the Virgin Islands with this psychopathic pedophile that sex trafficking just hundreds of underage right. girls. But the, here's the weird thing. So Prince Andrew got in a lot of trouble. I mean, he's yeah. canceled. Yeah. More, what's that, Why is he canceled, not Bill Gates and Bill Clinton? Bill. Because Bill has, Bill. Bill has so much power. Which one? <laughs> Which one do you think? <laughs> Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Plus, not not a probably a, a big uh, a big ladies man. Probably needs probably needs him to be a little bit manipulated. Yeah. Well, Bill Gates owns the biggest private foundation in the world. He's the biggest funder of the World Health Organization after the U.S. government. He owns major shares of the biggest pharmaceutical corporations. He's the biggest owner of farmland in the United States. He donates to all the biggest media companies, including uh, the BBC and NPR. Mm -hmm. So he's influencing positive media coverage. He's influencing the World Health Organization. He's influencing the pharmaceutical corporations. He's influencing agriculture. And and his foundation was also supporting the Common Core Education Initiative. So he's influencing education. Right. He's and got he his was, tentacles and everywhere. Uh, express. Okay, he so was you can't go after him. He was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. And he mm. discussed with J.P. Morgan Chase uh, setting up a, a charitable fund with, with Jeffrey Epstein. So he had meetings with Epstein. And even one time, he stayed late into the night at Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan mansion, mm. which I discovered in New York City is only... Two blocks away, 0.3 miles from the Council on Foreign Relations, of which Jeffrey Epstein was a member. But anyway. Did you go? Did you visit? I did visit the Council on Foreign Relations. Not his mansion. Uh, I I think there might be some demons there. Uh, You didn't want to deal with demons. Well, I I didn't know until we left Manhattan that Epstein's house was right there. But in that area, I was like, these buildings look familiar there are these really old new york buildings this kind of old architecture and i thought some of these buildings kind of look like epstein's mansion and then sure enough he lived right near there 
Hmm, interesting. So, well, but, yeah, but Bill, Bill Gates has too much power. That's, Bill Gates I think going, that's the point. The creepy thing about Epstein's mansion, according to one of his victims in a documentary called Filthy Rich on Netflix. Watched it. Fantastic. Yeah. And she said that he had a little room with just screens that were showing views of every single room in the house, I think, including the bathroom. So he had cameras everywhere. Right, to catch you. Yeah. To say, so I got you. He was like the pimp and the blackmailer for the elite. Right. Going into that house, like, if you're hooking up with someone, you got to think you're being filmed. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I That's what I would think. Right. By the way, what's wrong with these guys? Why are they still so, like, obsessed with sex when they're, like, in their later years? Um, I'm 32, and I, I'll tell you what, I could take it or leave it. they <laughs> it's like so maybe that's the point it gets so boring that you're like well i guess i'll have to you know get the swing out get the sex swing out yeah that is what it is because they live their lives seeking money pleasure sex and what they don't understand is that the human appetite for pleasure is insatiable so if you get a new job or you get a raise or a promotion you'll feel really good for about a day or if yeah. you have sex, you'll feel really good while it's happening and maybe after. But immediately after, pretty much, you're going to have the desire for the next big thing and the next big thing. So if you're a billionaire and you've already achieved all that there is to achieve and there's no feeling that you could go any higher, that's when it takes a dark turn and they start getting off on hurting people. And I think it gets into the, I think it, it gets, it gets very dark. Then they get into the occult because you don't, they don't, they're not having sex with children because they're just pedophiles. Some of them might be pedophiles, but I think it's more of a sacrament, a satanic pagan type of sacrifice where by harming children or having debaucherous sex with children, they're sort of, sucking their life essence out of them and it's this this vampiric uh preying on the innocent where they're trying to uh you've main, taken away something main they're trying to capture the youth because after all they want to be immortal right and and this was always the issue with um and i read this in manly p hall's book the secret teachings of all ages where uh when people are sorcerers and they commune with spirits and the spirit and you know, they make a pentagram and people have actually done this where they commune with spirits. Bill Clinton even wrote about this in his memoirs that he was down in Haiti and people did this and these evil spirits come in and they'll make a pact with the spirits that will say, I will give you knowledge, power, and fame in this life. But then in the afterlife, you are going to have to serve me. You're going to be my bitch in the afterlife, essentially. My prison bitch. Yes. So the sorcerers are so arrogant that they think, ha ha ha, you cannot control me. I control the inhabitants of the spiritual realm. And then these good things start happening to them. And then they realize actually they are at the mercy of the spirit. So then their lives become a relentless effort to try to stave off death hence they want to become transhumans now i 
would put it 60%, 60 to 40 that that was Jeffrey Epstein. Furthermore, in addition to trying to stave off death, they discovered that the blood is the life. The blood of children is essentially the life essence, and that will prolong their lives. So they, they try to commit all these heinous vampiric crimes to heal themselves and prevent death from happening. That, that is the, the medieval archetype of the vampire who sells his soul to a demon. That's why they become uh, vampires. That's why they want the blood of children. Now, the reason I think that that's what Jeffrey Epstein was into is he threatened to cast a demonic spell on a woman's babies. So he was into witchcraft, which is sorcery. And so if he, was if he would just threaten to cast a spell on someone, I'm willing to believe, considering how obsessed he was with science and how high level of a dude he was, he was probably trying to commune with spirits. Hillary Clinton tried to commune with the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt in the White House. Tell me Jeffrey Epstein was not trying to commune with spirits. Wait, what, how, what, what was that? When did Hillary Clinton try and commune with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? In the 90s. Even Bill Clinton made a joke about it in the speech. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Hillary being there, I don't know what she's doing. Yep. That's Wait, what do you what, what, why, what was she doing? What was Hillary doing? Yeah. She wanted to commune with the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt. Well, I'm picturing she... Hillary Clinton in like the, the Oval Office uh, with candles around her and like <laughs> levitating. Oh. I'll tell you, uh, Hillary, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she's coming. I don't know. You know, I don't, Bill Clinton it might have some pushback on you on that one. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Never. These allegations are false. And I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. Man, he's a pretty good liar, dude. Yeah, yeah. Did he, now did he create the, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you, and he's pointing his, his half thumb at you while he's doing it, you know, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I don't know who invented that, but. Why is that, like, there's a political thing to do is to do this with your well half, it, it seems thing. to sound very it's it looks very adamant like you are right. very adamant well the, the crazy thing is you know that was like workshopped you know they're like they're like all right if you do this no no you're pointing you're pointing at someone mm -hmm. aiden aiden check it out like no pointing that comes off as negative this looks like you're like kind of a weirdo always giving a thumbs up but if you just if you just do the nub of your thumb and you know they had like focus groups and they're like oh we we like the nub get the nub in there and he's like i'll tell you and because then obama obama would do it too he's like you know um uh i can't do my obama right now i need to see a clip of him it's, it's obviously just the way they uh are taught how to act like a politician these people i'll tell you these people they want i they i want sent to be heard they need to be loved, and they love. They want to be loved and heard. That was a terrible Obama, but okay. <laughs> I I sent you the video on Instagram of of Bill 
talking about Hillary communing with spirits. All right. Well, I have to watch this. How, how actually how long is it? It's like less than a minute. Taking me higher. Taking me high. Here we go. All of the people who were introduced and those who were not introduced, all of whom have made their contributions to America. Many inspired by President Roosevelt. And a special thanks to the members of the Roosevelt family who are here. And the one who is not, Eleanor. I know that because, as all of you famously learned when I served as president, my wife, now the Secretary of State, was known to commune with Eleanor on a regular basis. <laughs> and so she called me last night on her way home from Peru to remind me to say that, that Eleanor had talked to her and reminded her that I should say that. Oh, my God. What a weird... Come on. Although, I know a lot of women like that. <clears throat> They're like, no, I have psychic powers. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have existential um, emotional feelings with, the, with ghosts. You believe in ghosts? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I believe it's it's definitely you commune possible. with them sometimes. No, no, that's uh, called sorcery. I don't do sorcery. Ah, uh, you just you respect not. the dead. You respect the dead. Yeah, well, it's just like sorcery is dangerous. You don't want to commune like, with spirits. You don't know what you're interacting with. Hillary, she does not respect the dead. All right, Trump. Uh, let's let's get back to. <laughs> Let's get back to the Trump stuff. Um, Trump repeatedly shared the false assertion that Ukraine or a Ukrainian company had the server of the DNC, um, not Russia, interfered in the 2016 election. He told the, uh, the president, Zelensky, in a 2019 phone call, the server, they say Ukraine has it. He repeated the claim in November 2019 said a lot of it had to do, they say with Ukraine, they have the server, right, from the DNC. But there's absolutely no evidence of that. True or false? Uh, but actually, let's keep going. DNC actually hired CrowdStrike, a U.S.-based cybersecurity firm, to investigate Russia's hacking of its computer network in 2016. CrowdStrike said it has never taken physical possession of any of the 140 servers the DNC said had to be decommissioned during that process. I don't really understand that one. I've never looked Ukraine at had one. it. I don't what know. What does that mean? I don't know. What's the big deal there? Ukraine and Russia has it, and someone has it, right? All right, and then he also hailed the, um, the drug hydroxychloroquine. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah hydroxychloroquine as a potential treatment for COVID-19. That was early on, though. Mm-hmm. That was before anyone knew. Yeah. He was like, yeah, take it, whatever, maybe. Yeah. Well, he was desperately looking for a cure. Yeah. He always does defend all of his stuff. He with, He's like, it's a retweet. It's someone's opinion. <laughs> I'll put it out there. People can look into it. I don't know if it's true. But I guess the, the problem would be like, well, you're the president. You should look into it. You just don't retweet random QAnon posts. Mm. QAnon. <clears throat> Speaking of, let's let's end it with this. QAnon uh, surfaced late last month. Uh, 
last post appeared two years ago and then recently posted again saying, are you ready to serve your country again? <laughs> this is coming after the congressional hearings uh, probing the events around the, the uh, storming of the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, I never got into the QAnon thing. I don't think it's very credible. Uh you just said there's a sex trafficking ring and Bill Clinton and Bill Gates are involved. Isn't that the whole QAnon thing? Um, well, QAnon posts stuff that's misleading about that. And the thing is, there's there's a lot of credible evidence to suggest that John Podesta, his brother Tony Podesta, that whole DNC web is involved in pedophilia. And I've gone through those emails before that were put out by WikiLeaks about them going to the town of Lovettsville outside of D.C. and saying in the emails that they'd have little kids with their ages in the pool for their entertainment. That's all there. There's there's there all these coded messages in the emails about hot dogs and I'll tell you what, Joe, Joe, they were ordering 60,000 succulent hot dogs. Now, succulent now, hot now dogs. let me tell you something. You do the math. You do it backwards, okay? <laughs> it was about $500,000. The hot dogs wholesale only cost, you know, <laughs> $2 per hot dog, and these were costing $7 per hot dog. You do the math, Joe. <laughs> it was child sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah. So, but n- none of that, none, see, none of that requires QAnon. All that just required was WikiLeaks. That's all. Like, like I don't, I don't understand. I thought QAnon was just calling it out. They're like, oh, there's this sex trafficking. But happening. other people who aren't, I don't like. To this day, I still don't even understand QAnon, and I don't understand what its role in any of this is because you know Alex Jones, Infowars. That's not QAnon. Alex Jones doesn't even like QAnon anyway. He says it doesn't seem legit. So why, why does QAnon even need to be a thing? Why can't we just go to uh, InfoWars and watch Joe Rogan interview Alex Jones? Or Why can't we just look into child sex trafficking? Why yeah. do we then have to be labeled QAnon? You just like just read the WikiLeaks emails. That's the evidence. Now, would they say that the WikiLeaks emails, didn't they say those were falsified or something? I well, that's that. what they want you to think, Joe. I didn't hear that. Never heard that. Okay. I'm just trying to, you know me, I'm trying to do both sides. Well, the stuff that they're saying... Oh, you gotta do both sides. The stuff that they're saying in the emails is what you would expect the elites to say. Like, I will be sacrificing a chicken in the backyard to Moloch. Like, you think WikiLeaks was like, what do you think we should have the email say? Oh, say say they sacrifice chickens to Moloch in the backyard. Be really specific. Well, I'm just trying to like, like, so did they do that? Because that would be kind of a funny, like, not funny. It would be really dark if you were there. Well, it but doesn't just make... thinking about powerful people in like chicken. the backyard being like, all right, where's the chicken, dude? No, you said it's it was going to be delivered not... at 3 p.m. It's not a chicken. It's code word. It's, well, let me tell you, Joe, chickens mean seven-year-olds. Everybody knows that. Yeah. What are the first three letters of the word chicken? See, wait a second. Wait, yes, H, it's coming to me. Wait, I'm communing I. Mm-hmm. What are the first three letters of the word child? Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that seems like a lame code to me. What about yeah. hot dog? <laughs> oh, what are the first two letters of hot dog? Ho. Child ho. Child prostitute. Child sex ring. 
perhaps yeah but oh. uh you know or, or that email then there's the other email about the Gaddafi government where um uh, our current national security advisor the Rhodes scholar jake sullivan asks does this last paragraph violate the owl minerva rule minerva being the symbol of the illuminati and the greek god of knowledge and wisdom what, what does he mean if a paragraph violates the Minerva, the Minerva rule. rule? And what is the Minerva rule? <laughs> and then they reply, and then he replies again. He's like, okay, Minerva agrees. How do you know right. that? <laughs> yes. The, yeah, all covered. I, I don't think we've done one podcast where we haven't mentioned Minerva. Beautiful name for a boy or a girl. Uh, I think that's good for the day. You yeah. want to, you want to comment on Elon pulling out of the Twitter deal? Uh, I mean, definitely I, no Trump. It, it, definitely no I, Trump. I, I never really cared about Elon Musk buying Twitter. I don't like Twitter. Uh, I don't, I don't think Elon Musk is a hero anyway. He wants to put a chip inside your brain. Uh, he's a big, uh, have more, you know, he has nine kids. Yeah, I know that, but it's like, it's kind of weird because he's like, fa he just fathered twins from some random woman when, or his executive or something. So he's a, he's a, he's a creepy dude. He's kind of creepy. Yeah. I think he's the type who's like, maybe he doesn't want to replace us with machines, uh, but he's just saying have more kids because he wants more workers or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like, I, I don't trust Elon Musk. I don't trust anyone with that brain power and that amount of. Um, uh, although always with those guys, it's like, oh, they're so smart. Are they? I don't. I know he is, but like we like we elevate them to like this like godlike status, and it's like, was Steve Jobs? Wasn't he just like a great like marketer? Like mm -hmm. he wasn't building the stuff. Although yeah. I guess Elon Elon can build, right? Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg uh, just ripped off his idea from uh, those two other Harvard dudes, those twins who came up with the idea of Facebook. So, yeah. They were, but they got a lot of money, didn't they? The Vinkle, the Vinkle, yeah, yeah, the Vinkle Voss, those dudes, yeah. And so, like, yeah, he ripped that off. Bill Gates had his company basically started up by IBM. So that's two tech billionaires who are not self-made. I'm just looking through the Wall Street Journal right now. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm just. The podcast is over, okay? But now mm -hmm. I'm just. Uh, redistricting oh, gives God. republicans new political power like the democrats have never done that especially, especially <laughs> i know not, especially not in illinois <laughs> i know they're like oh republicans <laughs> the republicans are redistricting <laughs> that's no our job <laughs> that's our thing <laughs> um okay I, that's all i got i don't i don't want to talk about stuff i don't know about oh here's an interesting one though that i was reading about did you know um so a lady in wisconsin was speaking of child abuse was abused as like a 11 year old then she's 30 she finds her previous attacker walks into his home shoots him in the head burns down his entire house Wow. They're saying 
she, she cannot be prosecuted for that because it's a result of child abuse. And there's no statute of limitations apparently in Wisconsin. Hmm. Well, that's strange because so if you live in Wisconsin and you were abused, you can go and murder someone if but you would like to. Can't you just claim that you were abused? I think no, like this guy was prosecuted. Like oh, okay. it was like it was proven in court. Yeah. Okay. That's the caveat. You have to get him on the line for doing it to you. Then you can kill him. 18 years later. Yeah. All right. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Just I'm throwing just, it out there. I'm just going to show this meme. This is this is the last thing I got of the Georgia Guidestones. So there's a guy pissing on him at the top. Right. And that's the reaction. Then right. that's, you know, putting a bunch of... It's, it's the Jim McMahon. For those listening, it's the Jim McMahon meme of him. Yeah. Like getting uh, basically aroused. Mm-hmm. And then okay, guy pissing on the stones, guy graffitiing the stones. Jim McMahon's face is getting very aroused, <laughs> blown up stones. He's basically jizzing his pants. <laughs> yeah. Jim McMahon's in some hot water, though. Speaking of sexual allegations. Uh-oh. He's, he paid off like a bunch of women in his past for sexual assault it's it's always something with these guys you yeah. get rich and powerful and you gotta start assaulting people they've got nothing better to do apparently ay, ay, ay. okay i am gonna go out on friday night though thank you for tuning in to this episode of the sunday punch i think this is a good one. Oh, i thought we we're gonna go out on uh ode to joe biden well we're gonna come in on that okay we'll go out on it too we'll go out on it too so we'll just we'll just end here, but know that when you're listening to it, it'll sound really good. Okay. okay. Thank you very much, Aiden. Uh, let's talk again real soon whenever you want. And Joe music. thinks this yeah. campaign is right on track. Right, see you, brother. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, where's he going? He don't know. Can he get himself together? Come November. These truths to be self-evident that all men and women created by the goat, you know, you know the thing, Sleepy Joe, you can't remember.